0: Hey everyone, welcome back to The Hungry Podcast, where I myself, Dan Bobergill, I speak with successful entrepreneurs in the food and hospitality industry. So I have a really, really interesting episode for you here. Um, I speak with the CEO and the founder of Crush Brands, Ian Ohan. So Crush Brands is a world-class food and beverage uh, franchising company with the best in-class food technology and delivery, and they are based in Dubai. So you can expect to hear all about Ian's impact in the delivery service side of business, uh being vegan and uh, what entrepreneurship really means. Uh so yeah, let's jump straight into it. Yeah. So I mean, I had a look at your um your LinkedIn and you it, it it says on there that you started entrepreneurship sort of later in life. And I was just wondering what got you got you into that, if I'm correct anyway, that is.
1: Yeah, so I I I sort of um I probably had a bit of a entrepreneurial sparks if I look back on my life, you know, since mm-hmm. I was young, but my parents were both sort of middle class, you know, from a middle class family yeah. um with less less of an entrepreneurial spirit, but um so I didn't really have that outlet when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um you know, at word the example. And so uh, I you know, later in life I, I became I had the fortunate opportunity to join two partners. Um, to uh, set up a, a real estate investment and consulting firm in Dubai. Awesome. And um, they were both about ten years older than me or more, and so I had the opportunity to learn from them. And sort of that was my first entrepreneurial sort of uh, stint. And um, you know, we, we have the good fortune we grew the business very quickly, and um, and we sold that business at the end of two thousand and six um, to Jones Lang LaSalle. And so I had to stay with them for three years. And Mm-hmm. It was really then that I, you know, I had sort of had, I'd been bitten by the bug, and so when I finished my uh, my uh, my lockup period, I wanted to go out and do something on my own, and uh, and that's when I started uh, in the pizza business. And I, I originally started my career in hospitality, so you know I had a background in hospitality and ended up in okay. real estate and investment finance. So this was my chance to kind of go back.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. So can you elaborate more on your your background then, sort of? take us further back into uh, yeah. you know when you're in the hospitality industry.
1: Yeah well I'll go back right to the beginning so not right to the beginning but I was um, I'm born and raised in Canada and uh, I did an undergraduate degree in hospitality mm-hmm. um, and I you know my objective when I was young was to become the general manager of a hotel and a Four Seasons Hotel which I, I worked for at the time and I enjoyed very much and then I was recruited by uh, KPMG uh, their hospitality uh, consulting division and I was fortunate enough to work with um, uh, you know someone who became my mentor um, and uh, I spent about six years with KPMG and basically doing all kinds of you know stuff on finance investment um, you know and going even beyond sort of it was it was a much different type of role but still focused on you know the hospitality and real estate industry and uh, and that's sort of what You know, and then it was that, that, you know, I actually transferred with KPMG from Toronto, which is where I was, and eventually to the Dubai office. And that's where I started in the Middle East.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, Where'd you prefer then?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I've been here for 20 years, so I'd be silly to say otherwise. Yeah. Really enjoy it out here. And um, it's a very, it's an extraordinarily entrepreneurial um, uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Um, Dubai is, you know, it's it's the uh, you know it's everything entrepreneurial. <laughs> so you know, but yeah. yet, yet it's the government. You know, so it's 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 it it's uh, become part of who we are and who our company is and who Crush Brands is. Um, because Dubai is just such an extraordinarily entrepreneurial, you know, pro business um, environment. It's pretty infectious. Man-made, and, isn't um,
0: it? It's essentially. It is. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. I mean, they call it Dubai Inc. You know, because it's almost run like a company. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's, you know, but, but, it's a, it's a very interesting place. You know, I've got my family here and my kids and, um, you know, we travel a fair bit and, uh, so it's a, it's a great place to lay, lay my hat, and, um, mm-hmm. and it's a great place for us to export our, you know, what we've built here, um, to places like the UK and that's um, next on our agenda.
0: Awesome. Are you anywhere else? Is it, is it just based in Dubai at the moment or is there anywhere else in in, in the world that you're, that you've branched out? So we're,
1: yeah. So, so we're in. The, so we've got um, multiple brands now, um, but we've got um, uh, we're throughout the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. So we're in all the other yep. Emirates or most of the other Emirates, and by the end of this year, we'll be in pretty much all of the Emirates. Um, but we've got multi brands. So Freedom Pizza was our lead brand, um, and then we've uh, recently acquired a company called Coco Yogo Vegan Kitchen. So it's all vegan, like really high quality vegan items and uh, we just launched another um, another concept called Wildflower um, Poke and More which is uh, what it sounds like yep. but it's a healthier uh, brand as well and we're launching another brand in November as well so we're but but what we have is we're building brands on, on our backbone and our backbone is basically I own an, also an IT company which I set up and Oldie basically builds all of our online or ordering tech our back end tech um, and then you know we're expert at delivery, so you know ninety five percent of our business currently is delivery. Um, I've got a fleet of two hundred and fifty delivery drivers on the road. We'll have three hundred and fifty wow. delivery drivers by the end of this end of this year. Um, we don't use third party delivery or any of that yep. uh, malarkey. Uh, we manage our our entire value chain so and we realized a little while ago that that was really our our our, our, our greatest asset was the fact that we owned. And we're expert at this entire value chain around tech operations and delivery.
0: I guess um, because, like, you've got you know delivery services like Deliveroo and Uber Eats, and they take quite a chunk, don't they? From from yeah, business as as such.
1: Yeah, there's like there's economic uh, um, hit that they give you, which you know uh, there's aren't too many businesses in the world that generate you know know, or, or let alone can afford to. Give away thirty percent of their profit margin, you know, um, uh, you know, across the board, and and you know, and they also they disconnect you from your customer, you know, and you know, yeah, we I, I really agree with that. We're, we're proud of we're proud of the way we do things, and and you know, our drivers are well trained. We're you know, they're professionally trained, they're asset trained. They, you know, that we we use the correct delivery uh, routines, we use the correct correct delivery um, equipment, delivery bags, cold bags. Um, you know, so our food is designed for delivery. We're not a restaurant that decided to deliver. Um, if our food doesn't deliver well, we don't include it on the menu. So we have a very different offering. Um, but it's all about this convenience. You know, our, our, our brands are more chef-driven, um, but still very convenient and still very affordable. And, and that's, that's what we think uh, our customers like. And, uh, and our tech is very good. Um, and so, yeah, it's all about this convenience, healthier for you um uh, At a reasonable price
0: so going back to you you mentioned about the vegan uh the vegan kitchen that you you've launched um, yeah so w- what made you go down in, go down the vegan route
1: so we actually acquired a vegan company so what what happened was um we started um including vegan items from Coco Yogo about two and a half or two, maybe three years ago now Mm-hmm. And we were a bit skeptical at first, but we knew that the market was important. We didn't view veganism as a trend as some of the other dietary you yeah. know, uh, trends that are out there. We viewed it more as a long-term lifestyle sort of choice. Yeah. Um, you know, and, so, and what we found very quickly is that um, because we were a delivery company, we're very accessible and convenience is important. When we put uh, vegan uh, menu items on our menu, um, we had an incredible response because we made it very accessible to people that, you know, traditionally hadn't had access to high quality vegan products, you know, that could, that could be easily delivered to your door in 23 minutes. So we we quickly became Kofiogo's biggest customer, you know, as a as a retail customer, yeah. um, and we actually became their distribution network. And, um, you know, we had such a good relationship with the owner and the founder of Kofi Yogo. Um, uh, that when she decided to move, um, uh, she moved to Mexico, uh, she came to me and said, Ian, you know, and we always got along really well and we, you know, we had a similar ethos about how we did things um, mm-hmm. and respect for each other. So she asked me if I would, uh, she actually wanted to give me the business <laughs> and <now laughs> I said, I'll buy it from you, but on the one condition is that you stay involved. So she's still involved in the business, but in a, in a, you know, she still works on menu and uh, yeah. as, as the matriarch of the business. but. Um, but we're you know applying our infrastructure to help grow that business. So we're expanding the business lines, and we're using uh, you know, and a lot of our menus, you know our other brands feature a lot of cocoa yogo products. And we have um, uh, you know some big plans to expand that. And we think as we go to places, especially places like the UK, mm-hmm. um, you know the ability to um, you know to provide high quality, you know um uh vegan items you know yeah. on, on in a convenient way on demand you know for delivery in twenty three minutes we think is, is 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 an interesting proposition so and we yeah. we see this as i said we see this market growing, not getting smaller we don't see it as a oh, short term uh, trend i
0: mean you know they say that um the, the u k is like the vegan capital it's just a, a very i mean not to say that it's a trend but it was a very it's a growing lifestyle here in the u k um I th- yeah, I think
1: globally, so it's one of the fastest growing dietary dietary trends. Um, and, you know, even on our wildflower menu, we're doing, you know, we do we do lots of gluten-free, vegan, you know, like in, in Freedom, we have like, gluten-free um, uh, cauliflower crust, um, a lot of uh, vegan products, vegan cheese, you know, I think, I, I can't, I won't, I, won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't, I'm sure I'll tell you the wrong number, but we, we go through an incredible amount of vegan cheese. We actually became an, an import agent for our vegan cheese <laughs> oh. <laughs> because all yeah because it, it's such a and i think yeah the uk is you know it's a, we see it as a huge opportunity but it's just globally it's a trend that you can't ignore no. um and you know even things like in wildflower we've got a you know beyond meat burger we've got a you know a vegan burger and i'm not vegan but i love it you know it's I was, gonna, run, I was
0: asking, I, my next question i was going to say uh you yeah, you're vegan, but um, you answered that one. So I was probably- I'm not a
1: vegan, but I, I, I really appreciate the uh, the food and the quality has improved dramatically in the last mm-hmm. two to three years, Um to the point where you know, I, you know, you'd be hard pressed to know the difference, you know, in some cases. And and I think, yeah. um, it to me, it's kind of like Tesla. You know, like you know, te- you can be very keen on the fact that it's a gr- you know, that it's it's you know, it's sustainable, eco-friendly, and all of that, but it's yeah. just a better car.
0: You know? <laughs> you know, so, yeah.
1: So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so it's a similar for me. You know, it's it's good that it's better and it's better for you. You know, more you know, sustainable and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just tastes good, you know. And I think yeah, it sort of reached that that paradigm now where you know it's it's. I think there's a lot of people that are you know increasing the amount of vegan foods that they're consuming as a proportion of their overall diet, um, yeah. even if they're not fully vegan. So uh, yeah, and, and I think I think it just makes a lot of sense. I, that. I, I think that it's going to continue to grow dramatically.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I was in um, Amsterdam a few weeks ago, and um, we were one of the gu- a guy that i would I'd, I'd met, met there. Went, went to an event, and he he took me to because he's a, he can't eat meat, so just f- purely because he, uh, he, it's bad for his, he, really bad for him. But he took me to have this vegan burger, and it was it's like you said, you just can't. I couldn't tell the di- not the difference, but it didn't taste like it was vegan. It was like one of the nicest burgers I think I've ever had in my life i love
1: uh, our, our our vegan burger i order it all the time and it, and it feels lighter and and you know to be honest i i think i prefer it to a uh, you know a, a real burger <laughs> it's, it's lighter <laughs> it real burger it's gentler it might be cuz i'm getting older but um, you know it's gentler <laughs> it's lighter it's uh, it still tastes great and uh, yeah. you know the is nice and you know it's you know and the, you know so you you kind of wonder why you know why wouldn't you do that right you know and if and, and i guess that's part of what we're doing if, if given the chance would you try it, right? You know, and if yeah, we can make yeah. it accessible to you at a reasonable price, um, you know, super convenient, you know, we think that, the, and that's where the market is growing, I think, you know, um, because it used to be that you had to be hardcore vegan and, you know, you have to go stand in line at a vegan soup kitchen that, you know, whenever they open, <laughs> you know, you have to really work hard to be a vegan previously and it's becoming much more broad, which I think is creating a bigger, a bigger market. It's helping to accelerate the, the growth in the market size.
0: 100%, yeah, completely agree with that. So, what, I mean, obviously you've got these different brands within um, Crush, Crush Brands, the, the whole thing. So uh, I've had a look at Freedom Pizza and um, could you sort of elaborate more on, on that one as well? Um, I think you mentioned that it's more of a healthier Healthier, not healthier version, but it's a healthier side to pizza compared to maybe some, you know, some other brands that, that you know. Yeah.
1: So, so all of our brands, the idea it's healthier. Plus I think wildflowers on the extreme of beans, you know, super, super healthy. Yeah. Um, but it's again, even that, you know, we, we want to be approachable. So we, we don't want to, we're not, we're not pitching ourselves at, you know, the 3% of the market, you know, that, that really, you know, that will only eat this type of food. Um, Freedom is uh, a much healthier uh, pizza. Uh, it, it, so all of our crusts are multi-grains, So we have a ten, you know a ten grains and seeds in our crust, okay. um, which um, actually makes it classifies it as a low glycemic index food. So you actually digest it very slowly. You don't get that um, you know that sort of crash that you get from white flour, even if they're great wow. white flour pizzas. You know you don't get because you know what, your body basically digests white flour is sugar. It <laughs> converts it to sugar. And you all get that right. sort of hangover, you know, and so, so our dough is it's much slower digestion, um, which is good for you. It's obviously it's multi grain, so there's, uh, you know, wheat, teft, spelled, all sorts of, you know, barley, rye. Um, still looks like pizza, still tastes like pizza. Uh, we use organic that's ingredients, like so we have a. Lo- yeah, and and you know I think that's the biggest difference. But we also, you know, we have a local organic farm here that we uh, that we buy on our our produce from. Um, which is much better quality, much better for you. And obviously, you know, um, it's pretty neat to actually go to the farm and see it here. You know, it's this um, uh, Bavarian lady that decided she wanted to do or- an organic farm in the desert. So we made it even crazier by being, you know, uh, the, the, the fast food company that buys our organic food from a, a farm in the desert. You know, wow. so, and, and it's pretty amazing the way she does it, and she's it's very sustainable. You know, she uses compost from, you know, she has livestock to create compost, to, you know, to yeah. enrich the soil. And so to say, it's a, it's a really neat setup. So, we, so our, our, our produce wow. is organic. And we, use, uh, we import our cheese from the UK, from Wales. Um, it's got four ingredients and in it. it's a super high quality, um, you know, better for you cheese. And mm-hmm. it's half low fat, half whole fat milk. Um, and, uh, generally we're, we're looking for better quality ingredients and, you know, and we have a lot of gluten-free, a lot of vegan, a lot of vegetarian items on the menu as well. Um, and so overall it's just, it's more accessible. It's still pizza, it still tastes great. Um, it's better for you. Um, it's gentler on you. (laughs) Um, and it's still, and I think the important thing is it's about the price you'd expect to pay, you know, so it's still, you know, it's a very competitively priced product. And you get the convenience and the delivery, you know, you know, so from the tech side and everything. So, you know, our idea is that you should be able to eat healthier, you know, and it should still be accessible and, and all of that. So we just want to make it super easier that if you, if you wanted to make a better choice, it, you don't have to give other things up for it.
0: Yeah. So very little downside to it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: it's still pizza. It's still round. It still comes in a box, you know, but, but it's, um, but it's better for you.
0: So what do you, love most about um you know the, the food industry itself oh, um
1: I, I just think i think it's it's a people business you know and i think um you know and that's a good and a bad thing <laughs> in the sense that I, I just i love the fact that the, the whole business is based on people so you know we, we've got a huge staff we've got you know we've got a big team and and then we've got our customers and, you know, but, but the whole business is effectively based on that, on um, you know, our, on people. And it's this link between people that do something, you know, do something works. very natural. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think, so for me, I like, I like, I always tell people there's easier ways to make money. I've done it, you know, um, you know, but, but food and beverage is really a, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Because it's, it is hard work and it's, you know, it's 365 days, you know, seven days a week. Um, but it, it's um, it's such a rewarding industry, you know, when you get it right, and if you really enjoy, you know, um, the dynamics of it, you know, and, and I, I like the fact that the business, the area that I'm in, is scalable as well. You know, be, I've worked in fine dining restaurants and things like that, but you know what I like about the business that I'm in is it's extraordinarily scalable as well, and and the, you know so you kind of combine food and beverage with sort of business, you know, scalable business, and I find yeah. that very interesting.
0: No, that's that's interesting. That's an interesting point actually. Um, yeah, I don't think. I mean, obviously, with fine dining. I mean, it's not as. I mean, I think you're going down the lines. It's not as scalable, is it? Because it's very customer. It's hard to do
1: so well. Yeah, and yeah. it's so it's hard to do really well. I mean, there's some people that have done it really well, but but to do, you know, like the best restaurants in any city. You know, I mean, they're they're typically not chains, right? It's usually mm-hmm. some guy that's been in the business for 30 years. And he's got five amazing restaurants, right? You know, yeah. that's kind of the pinnacle of your, and they're all you know amazing, distinct, and different. And, a lot of time you know, it,
0: to get them to where they are, yeah, and quick. Yeah, and, it,
1: and it's really, uh, yeah. I mean, to, to, to run at that level is extraordinarily difficult. You know, and to maintain those standards. Um, and I love, I love the food. I love fine dining. I love the, you know the restaurants. But this, this, this sort of allowed me to combine sort of more of that entrepreneurial side of, of being able to scale a business you know, that's the, that's what makes it super exciting for me is that, you know, in the businesses that I'm in there, the area that I'm in, I can scale. And so everything we're doing is being built for scale now. And and that, yeah. you know, the idea of having, you know, two or 300 restaurants, you know, is exciting to me.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you, I mean, slightly going off topic, um, what, what does entrepreneurship mean to you then as such? Like, um, I mean, it's a very broad yeah, question, it, but it seems that you've been in these different um, kind of industries, and um, yeah, what would you say it kind of like means to you? Because there's a, a massive um, yeah that that word out there now. You know, you hear a lot about what entrepreneurs. I mean, everybody's
1: is, an entrepreneur, and everybody's yeah. a vegan, by the way, as well. It, it's a exactly. qualification now on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's become a qualification.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, I, I, you know, what Entrepreneurism for me is creative freedom, in the sense that. I mean, the the ability to build something is exciting. You know, I, I, I I'm not, you know, just maintaining something that's working really well is it, it, to me that doesn't float my boat. And the idea of building something that can grow, that you can learn, you know, just putting one foot in front of the other, ones, you know, one block on top of the other, mm-hmm. that's exciting to me. And that's that's entrepreneurism to me, you know, because I think it's it's really hard, you know, and uh, it, it is all consuming um what what makes it worthwhile is this ability to grow something that in a way and and to do it in a way that matters to you so mm-hmm. it doesn't you don't have to give away your soul for, you know to grow your i mean some people yeah. I won't do it you know I want to do things the way I want to do it even if it means it's slower um you know but I, 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 it's not about the money um you know the money's obviously you know that's the, the way of keeping score um, and everybody wants to make money but it's really about what you're what you build you know, we've been offered things yeah. for our businesses before, but it's just, you know, it's just like, you're going to ruin this. You know, like, it, 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 you, know, <laughs> you don't deserve yeah. this business and yeah. it's not done yet. Right? And it's mine, you know, and <laughs> one day it'll be big enough, you know, to allow others into it. Um, and it'll, you know, it'll be strong enough to stand on its own. And, mm. um, you know, hopefully the ethos of the companies, you know, will stay within. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, um, yeah, I asked you, you know, what you, you like about the the food industry but what don't you like about it would you say is there any uh, you know is it 50 50 or is it there's a few things you don't like or that come just come with it you know everything there's always good and bad to something isn't there
1: i think uh, it's a hard question because it's it's, and it's possibly the same answer (laughs) 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 you know in the sense but you know, it's one of those businesses where when everything goes well, it's a symphony, right? It's magnificent. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when everything sort of works perfectly. When everything doesn't work, it's a it's a god awful mess. You know, and. And it and it always comes down to people, you know. Uh, you know, when things go well, it's because of people. When things don't go well, it's <laughs> because of people. So yeah, it's yeah, probably, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's probably that. You know, like said, when things are great, it, it's a symphony. Like you know, it just, it's an improbability that everything came together so well, but it did. Um, but by the same token, you know, it's usually people that you know uh, that cause problems as well, you know, or, mm-hmm. or contribute to, to problems. So it's it's uh, it's that uncertainty. I think if if, if yeah. that makes sense.
0: No, that makes complete sense. That was a good answer. Yeah, it's a good answer. <laughs> so we're in the Crush Browns then. Um, I, know, I know you said that you, you you live there, you live in Dubai with your family. Um, I mean, is it like a family run business? I don't know if you've mentioned it at the beginning, I may have missed it, but yeah, have you got family working with you on you know, in Crush Browns? Was it completely like... You're it's always... just
1: me. I mean, uh, my wife would probably argue that she uh, takes the brunt of the <laughs> of it from me.
0: Um,
1: you know, she has to li- live with my uh, you know my trials and tribulations. But um, no, it's it's just me. Uh, um, you know, my my children are quite young. Um, you know, they they like the business; they're interested in it. Um, but they're still very young, and um, you yeah. know, so if they if they express interest, I give them the opportunity to have exposure to it. But they're still young. Um, but yeah, it's just myself at the moment
0: how many kids have you got then
1: so we've got three three children my daughter is 11 and then i've got a middle son who's just 29 and one who's okay. six my youngest son is six
0: all oh, right so fairly fairly young <laughs> for that then yeah. yeah yeah awesome so and and they're um do you think they're gonna take on the business uh you know down the road or do you think they've got their own paths they're going to be going down or? No.
1: I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't. Um, yeah, I'm. I kind of. I'm. I'm a big believer that they need to explore their own paths. Yeah. And and if if they're interested, they can. You know, they can see everything. You know. You know. I, you know. But they can. I want them to see everything of anything that interests them. Yeah. You know, because when I was younger, you know, I, I, you know, one of the things that I resent when I was younger is that I wasn't, you know, often given the opportunity to to see other things that are possible. Yeah. You know, I, I came from a very you know it's do math science, you know all that you know so I came from a very traditional sort of background and but nobody you know and then when you sort of start looking around when you you know when you finally you know put your head up and you start looking at people doing all kinds of things that are interesting and exciting, and you know I was never encouraged to look at things that way, and I think it's important for my kids to look at everything you know that they're that they're interested in and they should choose what interests them irrespective of, you know, whether it makes sense, you know? Yeah.
0: Because,
1: you know, because sometimes, you know, you know, and it's funny if you look at most people that did very well, you know, if they call it financially in life or otherwise, you know, there are things that, you know, your parents didn't tell you about, you know, when I was growing up, you know, you know, a lot of people have done very well, doing some really exciting things and things that mean a lot, you know, a lot to them, but they're not traditional, you know, you know, careers. And I think it's great for you know I I want my kids to explore everything whether it makes sense or not.
0: Well, so, you know there's a lot of opportunities out there now, isn't there? For you know, kids now even at the age of 15, they can create an Instagram account and you know yeah a lot of make a lot of money a year. It, yeah. <laughs> The opportunity out there is is absolutely insane. Um, yeah, it's I mean you you hear sort of Gary Vee preaching about it. Grant, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you know these people like Grant Cardone and uh, yeah, all yeah, these, yeah, these yeah. YouTube, yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy what you can do out there. Um, what you can start. So, and social media, you know, you can make a lot of money on on social media now from anything. So, um, but yeah, I'm yeah, sure I mean, the, the,
1: the world, the world is smaller than it was when I was young, you know, because you have access to so much more, you know, and I think. Um, and I, and I think this is the, this is the world that they live in and they're going to live in. Um, and it's very different than the world that I grew up in and and that's exciting. So, you know, you can't deny them their future. You know what I mean? Mm. You have to kind of encourage it and accept it.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah, I had a quick look on your, um, your, your online presence and you seem to be doing quite a bit right? like freedom pizza. You've got, um, a nice amount of um, sort of followers, um, on your Facebook and your Instagram, is that, you know, how how long has that taken for you to grow then? I mean, it, it seems to me that you're, you know, you're taking it quite seriously on social media. Um, is is that sort of one of your main um, ways of, you know, talking to talk your customers and, you know, getting the word out um, for... Yeah, so... Yeah, so I think
1: um, we're that's one area where we're you know we're working on being better. So you know we I think we do a pretty good job, but we're you know there's there's a lot of opportunity for us. And you know as we're we're growing our team and we're we're actually putting a lot of money into our, our brand team, not our mark. We don't I don't like the work marketing. Um, and so you know so I'm a big believer in personal interactions. Mm-hmm. and so if even on our tech our tech platform you know we have we have opportunities for our customers to talk to us directly i see everything so i, I filter everything it is myself and our my chief operating officer and our senior folks we uh, we see every piece of feedback that comes in through uh, through all channels mm-hmm. and what we're doing now is we're trying to i i the holy grail for me is super personal and and we're pretty good at it now but is to have super personal interactions with people, whether they're on social media or direct contact and things like that. Um, I feel that social media is less important today. And I know a lot of people are going to balk at that, but I feel it's less important today um, because I think it's um, it's become commoditized. And I think the issues mm-hmm. of privacy are becoming more important. Um, and I, and I really think people are are tired of the... Of being marketed it to on social social media, so I don't like the idea of marketing mm-hmm. to people we shouldn't be selling things to people on social media um it's an opportunity for me more to talk about the things that are important to our company and and share those yeah. views with um, with with people out there mm-hmm. um it's not look at me buy me, it has to be a lot of um, you know this is this is what we're we're doing for the environment. what do you think right? you know or this is why we do this what do you think yeah um and, you know, to, to, you know, it's really about the conversation, not the, you know, I think a lot of people now use it as a billboard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I completely agree. And they like one thing I see a lot of, you know, businesses do, they don't kind of tell the story of, you know, of their business and, you know, what, what, what their sort of key messages and their mission. Yeah. What's important. Yeah.
1: If you've got nothing to say, <laughs> you know, other than buy me, then you're probably not going
0: to last very long. Exactly. I mean, I, and I, I do agree with you on the fact that, um, it, you know, we are using it too much to, to market to people. Um, it, you know, even when I'm going down like Facebook or Instagram, there's ads that come up and I'm like, why am I even being targeted by these? Like, I don't want to see it, but if it was, I think yeah. where, where my head um, is with it. And I think this is what Facebook are actually doing in the future uh, is that's, you know, people should, you know, be able to choose as such what they're targeted with because there's certain ads out there, you know, certain things that come up and people actually need to, you know, they they want to see it, but it's the the other yeah. stuff that you just keep getting, you know, bombarded with on a daily basis. It's uh like you said, it's just like a a, a billboard, um, just being used for a billboard. And uh, I think
1: privacy, and to your point, privacy is going to become the most important thing. You know, and you know, and I think you know. I, I'm, I, you know, I think most people. I'm bombarded with input, you know, and you know, and it becomes it's deafening, you know, the the amount of uh, the, the volume of input that I I receive on a daily basis, you know, and whilst the you know the mobile phone and all that has freed us in a lot of ways, it's also burdened us. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I I think the the future of social media is going to be much more targeted, much more voluntary, um, and okay. it has to be much more respectful. Uh, that's my view because I just don't think. I think, you know, I look at Instagram today and everything's wonderful, you know, like, you know, <laughs> it's just sort of, you know, and it, and it really is, they're one-sided discussions is look at me, I, I'm only interested if you, if you respond positively to me, you know, and yeah,
0: you know, for me, I also to. like,
1: there's, you know, there's, there's no, nobody cares if you, you know, like, if you, they just respond positively, you know, reinforce what I'm trying, you know, my image of myself or my image of what I'm trying to promote, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I like, I I personally, you know, I. I might be older than the average target market today, but I still think people like to be recognized. They like to be acknowledged. Um, and, uh, and they like to be acknowledged by real people with real ideas. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like it when people give us negative feedback. You know, I don't care if it's public you know, people try and take it offline. I don't care because I think, you know, it's a good opportunity. If we're wrong, you know, if we did something, <laughs> if we're wrong. You know, I, I'm happy to admit it there, right? And, and they've helped yeah. us by telling us. And, um, you know, and, it, and, and I'm happy to do that in front of, you know, the world and God. and you know, I don't care because, you know, as a company, if, if we're comfortable with that, um, you know, we think people respect it. If we made a mistake, we made a mistake. Yeah. If we did something wrong, we need to fix it. Um, so I think I think people want that. You know, people want to be heard. And, and if they're wrong, it gives us a chance to uh, explain why. And we might agree to disagree, but at least they'll understand why we do what we do, you know, or why we do it that way. Um, so I, I, I like the I like I like the idea of it being conversational, and I like the idea of you know rather than look at this amazing picture of you know me with my six pack you know on the beach. I don't have one, but yeah. I, if I did, I probably I probably be on Instagram more. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Um, but I guess I mean yeah, going back to your point about you know when you get like a negative comment or something like that, and I I think it's a good idea to embrace it because a lot of you know, a lot of business owners hate, you know, when they get a bad, you know, review on, let's say we put it in, in restaurant terms, you know, uh, a bad review on TripAdvisor or on, on Facebook and they want to go and delete it. And it's like, no, you. the negative comments you should want people to put, because then you can go Correct. down. They're, they're the ones you should be looking for. You should be looking for the, you know, well, it's good to have the good comments, but then if you don't know what you're doing wrong, then that, that's, yeah. that's a bad thing. And, if you, I always look at it, if I see only good, um, if I'm going out, you know, we're looking for somewhere to, to a restaurant to go to and I go on the reviews and stuff, I don't really do this much, but if I did and they were all positive, I'd be like, there's something wrong here. why is it a hundred percent?
1: Yeah, it's um, impossible. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. exactly. So, uh, and, and I think that the world is definitely going more towards, um, you know, uh, embracing that negative side and, you know, more and more people now realizing, oh, okay. You know, I, I these people on instagram you know they are living a you know a fake life and it's good to put your bad like your bad days on there as well and not just your good days because i i think people are really starting to become more it's it's like you said it's going to go more towards like a personal side even marketing you know just just talking to the customer in, in a much more human way instead of it being like a but being so uh generic and broad but being more personal and bespoke almost does that make sense
1: it makes hundred percent sense. And I, you know, it's funny, as you say that, like we're, you know, we had a meeting today and we're actually, you know, we're, we're, I, I used to manage when we were smaller, I used to manage all of our interaction myself, which, which to me, I, that's the bleeding edge of my business. You know? So if some people say, well, it's not a great use of your time as a CEO, but for me, it's actually the best use of time. my time because I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting it right on the bleeding edge of my business, right? I'm right where I need to be. Yeah, because that's how I, that's how I can measure myself, you know, about how what I'm doing right and wrong. Yeah. And, you know, so but today, so, what, you know, as we get bigger, the challenge is how do you keep that a personal and b how do you keep that information coming to, you know, and and continue to use it and make sure that, the, that your organization is is absorbing that and fixing and moving on, you know, and, you know, and, and not, you know, not taking offense to it, you know, because I don't think there's anything to take offense to. You know, the way I look at it, if somebody's actually taking the time to, to, to send you feedback in some ways, even if it's scathing, it actually means they care because if they didn't care, they just wouldn't come back again. Right. So I always look at that as as a golden opportunity <laughs> because I think if that person took the time, even if they're just blowing off steam or whatever, I'm OK with that because I think, you know, my job isn't to is to my job isn't to be right. My job is to listen to them, acknowledge them. Um, acknowledge their position whether I I agree with it or not um, and be able to possibly explain to them you know why maybe it's not what they seem or maybe that they're yeah you're right and we you know this is our bad and we're gonna do something to fix this and we're gonna use this feedback to make sure it doesn't happen again you know I I think those are much more real interactions and I think those are as we grow that's one of our challenges and we're putting together this sort of fairly robust strategy But it it's raising it's making sure that all that interaction is taking place at a very senior level in our company.
0: So, what do you think of you know like um, because I think this is very targeted at restaurants where you know you get customers that go on and let's say they're going to leave a review or something on TripAdvisor. You know the ones that go on and leave like bad reviews that would never you know the scenario never existed. I know that's that might be a difficult question to answer, but I feel like um even the negative reviews and comment stuff are good i feel like restaurants at the moment still are very much targeted in a way like you know there could be a, there's a bad reviews on there when the restaurant hasn't done anything wrong and i see that a lot yeah i, I don't know what you think about that yeah i, yeah. I
1: agree with i think i see that a lot as well and i think you know you know that it's that's sort of the unfortunate part you know you know everyone has the opportunity to do that there's 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 people that do it just you know just <laughs> For whatever reason, competitors and things like that. To, yeah. but, I mean, we we always, you know, I I I would like to believe that, as you said, like for the most part, you know, if you're doing your job, it, it's 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 kind of inconceivable that you know maybe 80 percent of your comments are really good, and then you know you know five percent of them are scathing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that so I think it's, the, it's almost a, it's an average thing, right? You know, and in some ways, maybe it, it maybe more justifies your you know it, it makes you you're more real. You know, I, I also everybody looks at reviews, but I but I think people are, are are trained today to look for things that look weird, because you do see it where that just doesn't seem right. That's odd, you know.
0: Yeah, I and when
1: somebody writes something like that, and there's a lot of other comments, and what we tend to do is we tend to respond and say, listen, uh, we actually can't track your order. <laughs> could you please give us some more information so that we can check yes, and exactly. see what happened. Right. And then they typically don't respond. Right. Yeah. And you know, and that's the other thing, like if you're consistent in your response and genuine and all of that, you know, I think, you know, the hope is that people see through some of that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you were to reply back with a, you know, a, a, an, an even worse c- reply that's taken out of them, then it doesn't look good on you. But if you know, like you, know, like you said, if you're replying in a sort of mature way, um, that then make yeah, you yeah. I mean, if, if you have processing. a genuine
1: complaint, yeah, we want to fix that. We want to learn more about it, and we're sorry that you experienced that. But but can you tell us more? And if you can't, then you know I get, you know I so you know I think because we are very genuine. We want to know more about it, and we want to feed that back into what we're doing. Sure. Um, and I and I think you know I, my hope is that people see that. And and you know what's important is that when you deal with people, we have we've created a lot of direct feedback mechanisms as well through our tech. So. Mm-hmm. We get incredible amounts of feedback from our customers direct. Um, And that's by design. So I would much rather people talk to us because I see, you know, all of that comes to to me and uh, all of our senior team. Um, And we track all of that and and we get it in real time. So we respond in, you know, 30 seconds sometimes. So that that feedback is extremely important. And the more that the more that we respond, the more they talk to us. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's funny. <laughs> and and you, you almost develop relationships with people online. You know, like yeah, and and it's but but the you know that just you know I think most people when you have an online business they just assume there's some machine or there's something that you know mm-hmm. and they you know most people when you respond to online feedback for like online companies that typically don't have phone numbers you know we do but you know you you generally you genuinely don't you know a lot of the times you don't expect them. An immediate response, if a response at all. Yeah. And so, to get a response from a human being who's actually directly addressed your concern, used your name, um, you know, said something personal, um, and you know, expressed emotion and things, you know, around what's happened or you know what they're either happy about or unhappy about, I think that's a that's one of the most refreshing things in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> in a world of consumerism that's gone, um, you know, turned into you know uh, you know like i always look at like some like amazon amazon is extraordinarily efficient right it's it's a it's, all right, all right. it's german efficiency i mean but the user experience is actually quite poor in terms of like real experience right because it's devoid of anything you know that's my view of it and and i think the holy grail is when you can use online and tech and you can actually infuse it back with real interaction at at the right the right points Mm -hmm. and where, where, where it actually becomes an experience. And, you know, there's certain companies that I, you know, that I deal with as a customer where I get that. And I think that is, that's the Holy grail of, of online and digital. Um, It's not ignoring your customers or just saying, you know, we're a digital company, so you can't really contact us or, You know, like, you know, like if you try and do anything on Google, try and do anything on, you know, they don't want to talk to you. None of these companies want to actually talk
0: to you. Even Facebook, if you you were to do something on Facebook, it is impossible. I mean, good
1: luck trying to find out how to even, you know, I was doing something on Google the other day. And it it took me about an hour and 45 minutes. And I couldn't find, you know, I was on all these boards and everybody else having the same problem. And, you know, and it's just like, you know, I I, I gave up, you know, because it's just like, you know, I, I needed, it was important. I needed to share it with them. But um, I couldn't even find out who I, and I think that's almost by
0: design. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, no, I just uh, I agree. I mean, it, going back to you, you know, saying about um, you know the, the customer experience and you know just that level of care, like it, it, even myself, you know, when I've got I'm, I've got a contract with EE, and if you go on to EE and you know something goes wrong, you know that I, I feel they've got quite a good customer service because. Sounds like I'm advertising them now, but like they actually respond back in a very human way. Yeah. And like, so I think, yeah. and obviously, Amazon hasn't got that. Facebook hasn't got that, and maybe that's you know. What, it, makes, it makes open. a big.
1: It, it makes such a difference. Like there's, I, I mean, I, I have similar examples of companies where, yeah, I, I buy um, uh, a lot of music equipment, right? So, and I've got this company in the states that uh, I deal with all the time. Totally online business. Um, uh, but the first time I bought something, I got an email from the owner <laughs> and it was a real, wow. like, you know, a, after I received it, um, you know, and, and it was genuine, and it was from him. There's no question. And there's no question that he read it because I responded and he responded back in a very personal way. Yeah. I was assigned, you know, I, I didn't tell me this, but I was assigned basically a customer represent- representative because I've been dealing with this guy who I've never met. Um, but I feel like I know him, you know, for the last two years. Um, and anytime I can ask any question, and he knows, and he knows everything. You know, he's a musician; he knows all. You know, he's you know he's very informed. I can you know I can ask him like, what do you think about this, this, and you know, and I and every time I buy, every time I order from them, I get an email from him thanking me for my order, right, and thanking you know like you know after after the order's gone through, like about three or four days later, asking if I'm happy with the equipment. You know, he'll say something all like, this is a great guitar, you know, whatever, but you know, he'll say something personal. Yeah but that you know that shows me that they that you know that actually shows me they care about me as a customer yeah. it keeps and and a, yeah and you know and, and they don't take my business for granted like you know a lot of companies the more business you give them the more the less they care you know <laughs> because
0: you're yeah. giving
1: them more business right and you know but there's you know in every transaction they tell me you know basically we really appreciate you ordering from us you know and um, you know, and, you know, and, and I think that's important. You can't take that for granted, you know, and I think that you know, for, we have a sort of a saying inside our company, which is just every order, every customer, every time, because it doesn't matter, you know, if you got the order right 20 times, we got a you know, a very strong repeat rate of business. You know, if you screw up once, you know, which happens, yeah. right. Um, you know, they might give you that chance, right. Um, if you don't, if you don't respond to them, then that might be the last time you hear from you. You yeah. know, if you respond to them, you might get them a second time. But you know, if you do it again, you know, most people will get grow very tired very quickly of you. you know, and become they're quite fickle, and rightfully so because they can spend their money anywhere. And you know, if exactly. you don't respond in the right way, um, you know, and if you, you you can't say, well, we got 19 of them right, and the 20th we screwed up. Um, if we screwed up, our job is to make it right. You know, I always look at it like if it, just because we're in the food business, you know, if you bought a car and it was missing a seat. Right, <laughs> extreme example. Yeah. You take it back pretty quick, and you know, you, everyone would hear about it, right? But yeah. you know, if you if you if you send an order out and it's missing a sauce, for me, it's the same thing. You paid for something, you didn't get it. You know, and I and I, whether it's you know you know your 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 lunch or you know a Rolls Royce, to me, it's the same thing. You know, in, in mm-hmm. philosophy, and I think there's this view that well, oh, it's just food or it's just this or you know, it's not that important, but it is. You yeah, know, if somebody's paid for something. Um, you've created an expectation. And you didn't, you didn't meet it, you know? And uh, so you,
0: you should act accordingly. That's like, it's, it's weird that you said that because um, me and my girlfriend, we, one time we went to, to McDonald's and that sounds so stupid now, but yeah, we ordered our food and there was a, one of the, the meals comes with a sauce and it actually is meant to come with this, this sauce. And I got so annoyed. I must've been really annoyed on that day. I was so annoyed it didn't come with it. And I was like, Oh, I paid for it. And it was only like 10p, but it it's it's so like damaging even if it's just like a ten. Yeah, I mean you didn't get what you then,
1: promised, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. It, I mean, obviously, it's it's different to a a car seat, but it's the same, it's the same. You know the same thing, really, isn't it? So, um, even if it's you know a car seat or a ten p source, it's. Yeah, I'm a
1: little old-fashioned in that way, and my my hope is that I, I I worry that the younger generations are less concerned by those things because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sort of part of their world. But I I, yeah. I also believe fundamentally people just want to be treated properly, you know, like in, irrespective of who you are, what mm-hmm. company, what culture, what you know, uh, what language you speak, what religion you are, you know, uh, what age you are. I just think people yeah. genuinely appreciate being treated properly, um, and you know, and if 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 it's old school, then that's fine. I'll be old school.
0: Mm-hmm. no I agree um yeah completely agree with that so yeah I mean going back to yeah we've slightly went let's get let's go back on track but with the you know go back to social media and stuff so where are you currently sort of your your plans for um for your social media then are, are you going to are you trying out different platforms or are you sticking with Facebook and Instagram or Snapchat. We're sticking with the
1: basic platforms, but what we're really focused on now is creating good content. You know, mm-hmm. it, it can, if you, it, you know, it's to your point before, it, you have to tell your story and you have to tell it well. Agree, yeah. And and so we're spending a lot of time now. Uh, we've hired a bunch of people and we're creating lots of content because the, the frustrating thing for me as is, is the owner is that and the CEO is that, that we have great stories to tell. We've got great, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we do things. There's a lot of cool stuff that we're doing. But we're not right. telling our story as well as we should. I mean, we have a an organic farm. You know, we, we have a chef from Los Angeles. You know, who's joined us. We have you know we have lots of you know we, we we're big on sustainability. We're setting up this composting you know site, or, and we're doing all kinds of cool stuff because we like it. Yeah, man.
0: maybe we're um, doing all that cool stuff. It's not being put on. We're we're not.
1: Yeah we're, yeah, we're kind of we're we're doing stuff, right? And we're we're in such a we're we're, we're actively you know we're aggressively pursuing mm-hmm. the things that we want to do. Um, but we also, you know, we forget that. You know, I think people are might be interested in some of the stuff that we're doing, and you know, so we don't do we do a good job. But we don't do a as good a job. So we're really focused now on on the creation of content around these yeah. activities that we're doing, and 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 also curating that content in multiple formats that allows us to easily uh, disseminate that and have interactions around that. You know, so so that's where that that's where the biggest opportunity is for us. I'm less concerned about the platforms. Um, you know, I think you know, different platforms suit different messaging and things like that. But, yep. um, but at the most, for the most part, we just need to have good content and, and we also have great, you know, direct marketing channels as well. You know, that we, you know, we can, we speak to our customers directly in addition to, you know, social media.
0: Awesome. So, um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, my, my last question would be, um, cause I think we've been, we've been chatting for a good, good 40 minutes now. So I haven't really, I can't the time, but what are your, um, you mentioned a little bit at the beginning, but what are your plans for for the future for, for Crush Brands? I know you're coming to the UK, but you know, are, are there any other you know plans within that as well?
1: So I think what what I what we're we're, we're going, moving towards is really the convergence of technology and food and beverage. And so, um, mm-hmm. what I believe, uh, so so our thesis is that um, if we can create a product. And, and I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about a business uh, model where we can yep. generate superior uh, revenue per square foot and superior EBITDA per square foot, where we keep our uh, full control of our customer interaction, um, where we can operate in a way that's uh, you know that's within our ethos, and we can demonstrate that and and share that with you know that uh, our company ethos and you know with with our customers. Um, we believe that we have an extraordinarily scalable model. And the idea is, you know, we, we, have, we have now three or four chef-driven uh, concepts. Um, we're mm-hmm. developing further ones. Um, but the idea is, you know, what if we became our own, let's call it aggregator, in the sense that ah, okay. I can yeah. deliver. Um, I can have multiple brands that all need to stand alone. You know, in the sense that they have to have their own identity and their own appeal to different people. Yep. Um, and that maybe you as a customer could order from any one of those. So maybe you like, you know, freedom pizza, maybe your girlfriend or your wife likes wildflower. Maybe, you know, maybe someone, you know, your, your, your children like, the, you know, one of the other concepts we're doing. And you have a common checkout card. You have great service. Um, and you have multiple concepts all under one roof. Where, and we the, the economic synergies of this um, you know, could be quite extraordinary. And we're demonstrating this now in Dubai. Um, and we believe that if, you know, if we were to franchise something like that or to expand that concept once it's demonstrated, we think it has a lot of legs because we think it's the antidote. We think we're the antidote to third-party delivery. We're the antidote to you know, the, the convenience. but We believe that we are building a business model where we own our entire supply chain inside and out, our entire value chain. yeah, um, And so we can, we can extract the full value out of that without giving anything to anyone.
0: So is that... Other than our customers. So are you trying to, or maybe not trying, but is this something you're trying to, um, you know, sort of dominate that kind of side of being, you know, having everything sort of, not in-house, but having a few, you know, that the delivery system you've got, I think it's, you know third party, and it's it's your it's your own system. Is this something you're trying to show to to the world that you know other businesses can do that as well? They you know almost um, inspire other businesses to go down that route. Is that does that we're, make sense? We're
1: happy if other people follow because it means you're probably doing something right. But that's yeah. not my objective. My objective is to generate a, an economic business model that allows that 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 gives us the maximum revenue and EBITDA per square foot. And if we can do that. Uh, and 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 by and the way to do that, in our view, is to be able to generate multi-concepts that have strong brands in their own right, that share common platforms, whether they be a technology delivery platform, um, our operating platform, our real estate. We believe this is the future because I, I believe that a lot of our business today, and you look at all the failures you're seeing in the UK, especially in the middle market, um, in food and beverage, I, I, they're all dying because their business model is based on real estate. Um, and, 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 and the use of real estate's change, you know, and the, you know, so, um, and so we, we're, we believe we're building the new, uh, one of the new business models that will be successful, you know, for a long period of time.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds, sounds, sounds amazing. And I mean, um, you know, thank you for, uh, for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, I'm well, sure. Thank I've you for having me. Awesome. Yeah. yeah no, no. Amazing, mate. I think a lot of people um, listening will really value, you know, your story and um, you know, really take on board because you explained a lot about your business model and that's really. I mean, myself i have learned a lot about, you know, uh, your business model as well. And um, you know, I've not spoken to uh, a restaurant owner over in Dubai, which so that's a first, which is which uh, pretty cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, thank you for coming on, and um, I'm sure we'll definitely have a chat. So I'll we'll chat to you, you know, after the recording. And, um, uh, yeah thank you for coming on
1: thank you so much Daniel. i really appreciate the opportunity i'm honored to be on your podcast and we hope to see you in the uk very very soon <laughs>